2: And even...
4: Checkout's not until 4, so...
2: Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.
5: CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever.
6: Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists.
0: You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human.
6: This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation.
7: Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, and to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com. You can find it there, or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR.
5: This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio.
7: Damage control from the Chief of the Chiefs. Welcome. Come in the beginning of another edition of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere, cheek to cheek, as we have Maller micro bursts, coast to coast, border to border, and beyond, on the vast and prodigiously powerful microphones of FSR, emanating live from a vine, the grapevine as we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. And hope all is well. We are on StormWatch 2022. Uh, Unless we're not. We're just here talking about the sports and I continue to be fascinated by a story that popped up over the weekend, our lead this hour, in fact, coming from the heartland, if you will, after getting punched right there in the gut by the Colts. Kansas City is rehashing the good, the bad, and the ugly from that particular game. And there's a subplot that still has legs. It's still walking. Still walking there. It involves quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes. Now, if you paid attention to a previous show, we talked about this. Mahomes had lashed out at the Chiefs offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy as they were walking off the field at halftime. And the issue came back around like a boomerang. Uh, Mahomes addressing this. If you did not hear, perhaps not. Uh, speaking on his... Weekly radio show on our affiliate, 610 Sports in Kansas City. Mahomes chalking up the brouhaha to a, quote, little disagreement. The quarterback downplaying the incident. Patrick saying that he always likes to be aggressive. So he pretty much repeated what he had said after the game on Sunday that he wanted to try to score. The Chiefs coaching staff did not want to try to score, at least get a field goal or throw a Hail Mary up before halftime. And so that was what they were arguing about, if you believe Mahomes, who added that he felt like his frustration was rooted, he said, in his competitive nature. Okay, very deep. All right, so let us discuss the question. Are you going to go thumbs up or thumbs down on Patrick Mahomes saying that his kerfluffle with offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy was just a little disagreement? So I'm going thumbs. Thumbs down. I've got red light, James Bond, and salad dressing. And I'll tell you the way I see it. So A, in a previous episode of this show, which is archived for posterity's sake on the podcast page, wherever you get your podcast, of the Ben Maller Show, but in that previous episode, we had determined after a minutes-long investigation that this was a Big deal. Nothing has happened since then to sway our opinion. Patrick Mahomes minimizing the confrontation. That was expected. And if you didn't expect that, you're a dumbass. All right. This is known as parroting the company line puffery. Puffery is what it is. You toss out alternative facts. Nothing to see here. Move on. I'm not buying what they're selling in Kansas City with the talking points memo. Do I think this is going to be the end of the Chiefs? I'm not going that far. But do I think there's more to what's going on than what's been talked about? Absolutely, and I'll tell you why. The red light doesn't lie. You know it, and I know. I'm not talking about a signal. I'm not talking about a traffic signal. Patrick Mahomes has been around long enough. He's been... In the eye of the storm, he knows there is a time and place for everything. The star quarterback running off the field. What do you think is going to be on the star quarterback running off the field? Ding, 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 ding. That's right. A red light from the camera following your every move. So to rephrase this, for those of you that are a little slow, uh, That was not the time nor the place if you just wanted to keep this on the down low. If you want to keep something in-house, you know what you do? You run off the field, and then when you are surrounded by security in the sanctity of the locker room area, you then go into a tizzy. That's the time. That's the place if you want to keep it on the the down low. Now, this tells us that uh, this was likely something that has been bubbling up Behind the scenes, and Mahomes, who was fit to be tied, he finally blew a gasket. Fundamental disagreement. And he couldn't keep his composure. He let it let it rip. All right, now part B of this, who ultimately ends up winning? If this is a spitting match, and we think it is, who wins the spitting match between Mahomes and Biannimi? Well, that one's easy. This is no contest, right? Uh, some of these questions are hard. Some of them are not difficult at all, and this one is E-Z-P-Z. Uh, Eric Bieniemy always the bridesmaid, never the bride. He's interviewed for around 15 head coaching jobs. He's been passed over for all of them. It is a surprise that he's still working for the Chiefs. We thought he was going to go to the Saints or somewhere else and be the offensive coordinator and prove that he could have success on his own. But if you look at the totem pole in Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes at the very, very top, right there at the very top of the totem pole. Uh, biggest bazooka, the whole deal, a $500 million contract, a lot of fake money in that. That deal's going to be upgraded soon. He'll get a new contract within the next couple of years. But the one of the one of the James Bond 007 theme songs uh, applies here. Uh, Diamonds are forever. Diamonds and Patrick Mahomes are forever, at least barring an unforeseen sky. Candle, or snap, crackle, pop. Uh, he's going to outlast Andy Reid. Mahomes will. He will outlast Arrowhead Stadium. They'll likely get a new stadium by the time Mahomes is done playing. Certainly, Eric Bianami will be long gone like a house by the side of the road. All right, last word here. So we now enter the chat, LaShawn McCoy. Now, some of you sent me a Instagram post the other day that Shady McCoy had tossed some kerosene on top of the smoldering uh, fire between enemy and Mahomes. Now, Shady's trying to make his way in the podcast, new media, old media world, and after trashing Eric enemy on social media, Shady popped up on the boob tube. So I don't know if you saw what he had to say, but he spoke on FS1. And when he began his diatribe, at first he was very cordial, saying that he had no beef, no issue with Biennium. He said he was just speaking the facts, that Biennium does not call the plays. Andy Reid calls the plays. That was from the horse's mouth, McCoy. But wait, there's more. Then LaShawn McCoy did the old pivot. And he uh, said when he got to Kansas City at the end of his career as a player, he said, this is a quote here, a lot of the old players told him to watch out for EB.
5: That's code for
7: the enemy. He uh, he does this, uh, is what uh, McCoy said. So watch out for EB. He does this. He does that. He argues with players. It's weird all the time, close quote. So is Shady McCoy onto something with his criticism of Eric Biennemi? So we're obviously not in the building, so we have to look at the evidence. There's a lot of circumstantial evidence here, and there is no smoke without fire. So you'd have to say that based on the data that we have, yes, there's something going on. There is absolutely something going on. Now, Biennemi is serving up salad dressing to his players based on what McCoy has said and what we've seen between Patrick Mahomes and Eric Bieniemy that the salad dressing is a balsamic vinegar. And we know from life experience you catch many more flies with honey than you do with, with vinegar. Uh, and I would also have an alternative take on this. That... Biennemi being painted as the bad guy, clearly there's some, some behind-the-scenes stuff going on, and we know McCoy doesn't like him. But isn't some of this just a byproduct of how soft the modern ballplayer is that if Biennemi is a in-your-face type of coach, and that's his technique, that he believes in being more of a drill sergeant and making snide comments, the modern athlete is a flower, a pussy willow, if you will. Uh, They're not wired to take the criticism. We see what happens online when they get criticized. They turn off their social media accounts, so many of them. Uh, They want to be showered in love. Well, most people want to be showered in love, but to not be able to take criticism. And so if the coaching style of the enemy is tough love, he is persona non grata, makes you an enemy of the state. And we will find out how deep this goes. We're gonna have to wait though, right? Because the Chiefs are gonna win a bunch of games, and they're fine. They're gonna they're gonna be okay on the field. This is not gonna derail the stagecoach of the Kansas City Chiefs. But at the end of the year, let's revisit this and let's see what's going on. So just you file this one away. Put this somewhere up here in your head, and then we'll go back and we'll look and we'll see see what happens. Or what happened. Be
5: sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones,
6: Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds
7: In the beginning of another hour of the Ben Maller Show, we are in the air everywhere jointly as we have a jubilee for your ears coast to coast, border to border and beyond on the vast and excessively powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the breath as in a breath of fresh hot air. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. And our lead this hour coming from uh, just outside the Beltway, although they claim to be inside the Beltway. They actually play. In Maryland, who is they, a team formerly known as the Redskins before the Wokesters had them change their name there. The uh, Washington football team was smashed to bits by the Birds. The Eagles took them to the woodshed and then some. And so Washington, who came from behind to beat Jacksonville in week one, which was more of a giveaway by the Jags. So they are now one and two. And Carson Wentz was thunderstruck. By his old Philly teammates. That game was billboarded as a Carson Wentz revenge game against his old uh, green uh, team in uh, Philly. And how did that go? Uh, Wentz was not only a quarterback, he was useless uh, against the Eagles defense and that pass rush. No touchdowns, two fumbles, biblically bad performance sacked Nine times. Nine times. God forbid you throw the ball away and hit 17 uh, total times, 17 quarterback hits by the Philly defense. Now that brings us to the commandos coach, Ron Rivera, because Ron Rivera said something rather interesting about his quarterback. I don't know if you heard about this or not, possibly not. I'm assuming the team formerly knows the Redskins is not on your radar But Ron Rivera gave what sounded to me like a verbal vote of confidence to his bedraggled quarterback. I believe we have the audio tape, so as Warner Wolf would say, let's go to the audio tape. Here is Ron Rivera with a little music from NBC Sports Washington, D.C. behind. But you'll hear Ron Rivera praising and talking up his quarterback.
6: And and I love his press conference accepting responsibility. I mean – you know, and, and he put it on himself and, and he tried to make sure everybody understand that we're all culpable and I don't disagree with him. We are all culpable, myself included. Um, so as far as I'm concerned, I mean, but, you know, there is a sense of urgency. There is a, a gotta have it, a gotta go out and get it done type of uh, last week. We, 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 we wanted it. I mean, we worked to do it and we're going to do it every week that way. It just sometimes it doesn't work
7: your way. Sometimes it just doesn't work that way when you get smashed like a snail. Uh, On a a big boot. All right, now, let us discuss the question. How much stock do you put in Ron Rivera's endorsement of Carson Wentz? Talked about him being a resilient young man and culpability and there needs to be a sense of urgency and all that. So I've got fiddle, sizzle reel, and Sophie's Choice. And we will lock all of these together now. We're going to make an amazing... Amazing filibuster. The filibuster came from politics, and think politics, you think of Washington. Number one. Number one. If you expected Ron Rivera to drop an Acme cartoon anvil on top of Carson Wentz's head, you're a loser, okay? Ron Rivera, yet again, Mr. Sunshine and lollipops with the media. Well-respected. That's why he's in Washington. Dan Snyder needed someone to take some of the, the hits, some of the punches there. He's a seasoned head coach. Pretty mediocre overall, but a seasoned head coach. Ron Rivera knows how to play the media like a fiddle. And that's what he's doing here domineering boilerplate responses. The question is, does he actually believe it? Now that Ron Rivera has seen three regular season games with Carson Wentz. Does he believe what he is preaching? And I say he's agnostic when it comes to Carson Wentz. There's no way on God's green earth that the game with the Eagles was a textbook example of why Carson Wentz has been passed around like a hot potato. Wentz, another example of him where he could have, should have, would have made some adjustments and the game would have been different. Like, I don't know, Audible, right? Audible, Audible, Omaha, Omaha. There are simple adjustments. This is what drives me nuts. I've been doing this job for a long time. And when quarterbacks get blown to smithereens by the pass rush, oftentimes the low-information fan will call up. They'll blame the offensive line. It's all the offensive lines fault. Now, every once in a while that is the case, right? But more times than not, it's because of the incompetence of the quarterback. And Carson Wentz is a living, breathing testimonial to that. you got to have an internal clock. you got to know how much time you've got, and if you're getting your doors smashed in by a battering ram from the opposing defense, there are some simple adjustments you can make. And I didn't even play in the NFL, but I know you can make adjustments that will absolutely neuter an elite pass rusher. The first adjustment, you take a quick three-step drop, right? Shorten it, three steps, boom, get rid of the ball. Rat-a-tat-tat. The other would be to mix in the old bubble screen and keep the defense honest, keep them on guard. Did those things happen on a regular basis? No, absolutely not. Carson Wentz, quarterback, is about eight yards per pass or more. Average, basically. he said some injuries, or are they more in the head? So the answer to this is all of the above. All of the above. He's He's not going to win a popularity contest. Now, I, I don't know Carson Wentz at all. I've never met the guy. I just know from his interactions with the media that coaches and teammates end up loathing Wentz. It happened in Philly. And it happened in Indy. And it looks like history is going to eventually repeat itself here with the team formerly called the Redskins uh, yet again. Now, small sample size. Not impressed, right? What is Carson Wentz's superpower what is it? Do you know what his superpower is? I know what his superpower is. It's interviewing. It's impressing scouts with the sizzle reel. If you're good at interviewing in any line of work, right, any line of work, that's most of the battle. It's He's just not good at job performance. And, and I, here's how I relate to that. Now, I've worked in the radio business a long time. And over the years, there have been some people that I've come across in my years behind microphones, that got really good jobs as talk show hosts. And the reason they were able to get those jobs is because they had a great air check. Now, some of them were connected. Some of them had really powerful agents. But mostly it was because they had a great air check. So they got the gig. But then when they were given the platform and they had to entertain the mass audience, it was a cruise, a snooze cruise. And you watch highlights of Carson Wentz. And this guy, right out of central casting, it's why when the Eagles drafted him in that Jared Goff-Carson Wentz draft, who was going to go one, who was going to go two, they were so smitten. They were smitten kittens with Carson Wentz. Good football acumen. Stockpile of talent. Cannon for an arm. Uh, however, it would appear, based on the results here, it's all just an illusion. Other than, what was it, 8, 9, 10 games, something like that in 2017, when Carson Wentz was delivering. But outside of that, what do you got, right? And remember, in life, interviewing for a job is one thing. Job performance is something totally different. These are different skill sets. Sometimes a terrible candidate interviews very well, and a good candidate sometimes gives bad interviews. There's very subtle differences. And we see in sports where guys really work out well, they're great practice players, but when it comes down to game time, they take a ride in the vomit comet. And you have to be able to separate the sheep from the goats, and and Carson Wentz is a living testimony of that. Now, final point. So what other options do the commandos have at quarterback? So you could go to a higher power. You could turn to rosary beads. But this ultimately is a Sophie's Choice situation. Washington has to choose between two unbearable options at quarterback. So it's essentially a no-win situation because Carson Wentz is going to continue to be the quarterback for now. He's supposed to get this season as an audition. Behind the other curtain, you have Taylor Heineke. And I'd rather have a Heineken than Heineke. Sam Howell, very raw, unfiltered Sam Howell, who looked good in exhibition games. You talk about being stuck between the devil and the deep blue sea. Now, Heineke... Uh, or uh, Taylor, as his friends call him, uh, he got a chance last season. Remember, he he played. He started a playoff game against Tampa Bay a couple years ago and actually looked okay, and people were all excited. And So he got an opportunity to play a lot last year and was exposed. He was pantsed as a one-tool quarterback that is suited to be a backup and only play in small doses, meaning the more that you see of him, He's like a vampire exposed to sunlight. It does not end well. So it's going to be Carson Wentz, and Ron Rivera can talk about how great things are and how much he likes the guy and go on and on and on about how resilient he is and he takes responsibility. And it's great, but he's going to get Ron Rivera's job removed, right? If if this continues. Although Dan Snyder is there, so even Carson Wentz might not be enough to get ron rivera out as coach in washington be sure
5: to catch live editions of the ben Maller show weekdays at 2 a.m eastern 11 p.m pacific
7: hey what's up everybody it's me three-time pro bowler lavar Harrington, and i couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called up on game what is up on game you ask
2: Stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply.
5: Is when Big Ben gets grilled.
8: Hoop Dalou. One of the biggest surprises of the NBA offseason was the Phoenix Suns deciding to keep DeAndre Ayton. Uh, speaking with the media on Monday, Ayton didn't seem too thrilled to be back in Phoenix. Ben, do you think there's still a chance that Ayton could be traded, or is he there for the long haul? Well, considering the subliminal
7: messages, the not so subliminal messages that DeAndre Ayton set out, yeah, all cards are on the table. DeAndre Ayton's still got a beef with Monty Williams. The last time they talked was after that playoff meltdown, or during the playoff meltdown against Dallas. They clearly have not patched things up, and the Suns are in flux right now because they're going to have a new owner soon. So that's a game changer. Anytime you switch owners, you expect the unexpected.
8: Next! So the Jacksonville Jaguars have had the worst record in the league for two years in a row, uh, but they're starting off this season a little bit better. Trevor Lawrence uh, talked to the media and said, obviously you can't deny we are a really good team. Ben, are they a really good team? Well, they did lose to Washington, so I I don't know how you can see. You lost to the Commanders, so how
7: can we say you're a good team? But Trevor Lawrence does have his swagger back. It's premature. It's a premature take because you lost to the the Commanders and Carson Wentz and all that, but they do have that vibe like the Bengals where the Jags have gotten a lot of top draft picks and they have the young quarterback and – Everything kind of gets together with Doug Peterson there and metastasizes under Doug Peterson, so uh, it's too early to say that, but they are playing well right now. Next! This week against the Eagles, the big test.
8: Next! The media has been getting a lot of slack for supposedly undercovering the Brett Favre fraud fiasco, Uh, but it's being reported that SiriusXM has paused Favre's weekly radio show. Ben, do you think he'll ever get that back?
7: Well, the reason they paused the radio show is no advertisers want to be connected with Brett Favre right now. He hasn't been charged with a crime yet, they say that time heals all wounds, but that was before social media. So, yeah, given enough time, sure, but it's going to be a lot of time. How do we do, cope? You pass this edition. That is a winner. Put it on the board.
5: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
7: And now a man who did not go to some culinary school. No, 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 no. A self made connoisseur right. of the kitchen. He learned well. recipes from the old country, passed down through the generations. And he shares them now. Cooking with Roberto.
8: That's right, big man. Today we're gonna make a chicken sandwich, baby. All right. Let's fry this bad boy. This sounds basic, but when made properly, it's one of the oh, greatest. It's delicious, joys of life. man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's delicious. It um, uh, I use a chicken breast from Costco because, uh, I don't know if you've ever been a, you've been to Costco. I don't know if you get the chicken breast there, but if, yeah, it's come like, it's like in, it comes, uh, six pounds of it. So yeah, I usually a lot use a chicken. Yeah. So I usually like, well, there's a cheat code on this too. Now.
0: Yeah.
7: I, I recommend getting the chicken at Costco, but if you want to, you know, if you're, if you're a single person, you don't have a lot of people you're cooking for and you just want to make like one or two sandwiches, you can get those chicken strips and one chicken strip. If you. Be careful, Robert. You got to pound it, but He's if gotta you pound, pound, pound it right, pound. yeah, you got to pound the chicken. But if you pound the chicken right, then
8: that'll be a sandwich.
0: That's yeah. one sandwich.
8: Right or there. you can also the chicken breast is thick, so you can also just slice it in half, and you don't have to pound it and not have to go through that trouble. I learned that. Yeah.
7: No, but I like you got to pound the chicken because you got to get that thin because you're gonna put so much
8: coating on this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That is gonna get it's gonna get fat from the coating. Get fat, baby. All right. Yeah, that's right. So we you get like it fat? Fat, baby. Three pounds of chicken breasts, all right? I'm going to slice these bad boys in half because they're thick, right. and I'm not going to pound. I'm going to save some time, and I'm not going to pound it away, all right? Okay. All right. Eight ham- uh, This makes about eight to ten chicken uh, breasts. Uh, chicken, uh, Yeah, chicken breasts. We got eight brioche hamburger buns. We got uh, cheese that's optional, cheddar, pepper jack, buttermilk, flour, cornstarch, two large brown eggs. We got hot sauce of your choice, kosher sauce, Cajun seasoning, smoked paprika, Ground black pepper, onion powder, <laughs> garlic powder, cayenne pepper, mayonnaise. Of course, I'm so gonna use some Chick Fil A sauce. You can get it at the stores now. It's, it's great. You can make it yourself. All right. right. Yeah. Also tweet that out. Dill pickles, lettuce, and corn oil for frying. Yeah, All right. This sounds these. These are the ingredients to a masterpiece. It what is. You're, what it you're is. putting together here is a mind blowing masterpiece. And it's it's yeah, it's very and it's very it's very easy to make. It could take some time, but it's very easy to make. Well, once All you right. do it, like I've I, I made this a few times and. The first couple times it takes you a while, but
7: the more, yeah, you anything get, in life,
8: the more you do it, the quicker it gets. Yeah, you get a hang yeah. of it. All right, so first, cut the three pounds of chicken breast in half if they are too thick. I use the Costco brand chicken breast. This will make about eight to ten pieces of chicken to fry. All right. Now I recommend pounding the chicken. That's where we differ here. Roberto yeah, says, no, I did. I, I, I used chicken. to I used to pound the chicken, but I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna slice it in half, and I'm okay. not gonna okay. pound all it, right. and I and I fried it, and they came out great. Okay. All right. All right. And in a large bowl, mix together the all the flour mixture all right, and the seasonings. All right. We're going to stir all these ingredients together until they are evenly combined, all right? You
7: can mix some panko in there if you
8: want to. Yeah, pan- yeah panko. Panko yeah. is more for uh, when you're going to make, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um. What am I missing like, here? Uh, orange chicken or something like
7: uh, that? Chicken crunch? parm. When you're making chicken parm. Oh, chicken parm. Yeah, yeah, when you're
8: making yeah, chicken parm, right. you use the panko breadcrumbs, all right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, we can use that also. In the second bowl, add the three cups of buttermilk, two large eggs, and two tablespoons of hot sauce. Whisk them until they're evenly combined, All right. Put each piece of chicken into the bowl, into the bowl with the egg buttermilk mixture. Cover the bowl with saran wrap and foil, and and store in the refrigerator for about four hours. All right. Okay. Using tongs or gloves, dredge each piece of chicken in the flour mixture, and then back into the buttermilk mixture. You do this twice. All right. Yeah. Double coat, and you can go. You will be a rebel. Do it three times. Yeah. Double coat. I'm not gonna tell anybody. All right. Double coat that bad boy. Yeah. Arranging a single layer on a baking sheet, and refrigerate for about 50 minutes to chill. All right. It's got to chill, homie. Yeah. It's got to chill. Yeah. In a deep pot or fryer, heat about three inches of deep of corn oil to 350 degrees. Add chicken in batches and deep fry, turning as needed into a cooked thorough and breading is crisp and golden brown. Internal temperature should be at 165. Remove, the, move from the heat and drain on wire rack. Add the cheese here. Next, toast the buns. Add the mayo and Chick Fil A sauce. Top with some pickles, and lettuce, and enjoy. Just like that, you got some homemade chicken sandwich baby nice I'm ready to eat right now cooking with Roberto boom Boom. I tweeted that away
5: be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern 11 p.m. Pacific attention everyone and the the password password is password you idiot password the word game of the stars here's Ben Maller
7: And away we go. Password, the word game of the stars, every week at about this time. Let's get right to the game. Not waste any time. And we welcome in our contestants. We have Drew from the state of Minnesota. Hello, Drew. Welcome.
5: Thank you for having me.
7: Thank you for playing, Drew. What are you up to this morning? I'm going to deliver a newspaper. Okay. All right. How many newspapers do you deliver in the morning?
5: About 250 every morning.
7: Every morning, uh, you must have every a very strong morning. Never a day off. Even in the snow and all that, no days off. That's right. Look at that. All right, very cool. Hold on a sec, Drew, and we have Gordon in Okinawa. Hello, Gordon. That's me on the international line.
3: Cox in the Fortune.
7: I'm sorry about that, Gordon, but uh, it's worth every second, is it not?
3: It is. It is. All right.
7: And what brings you to the show here?
4: Well, I've, I've called you once before. I uh, told you that I don't know much about American sports because I only listen to you, if you remember. I got a golden ticket for that, though.
7: Yes, <laughs> you did. But the yeah, golden yeah, ticket. Yeah. And you and made, you made I, Drew laugh. He's laughing at you right yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. And I, All right. Well, you, I you, know, th- you, you know words, though, right? You're good at words
4: i'm i'm good when i'm not on the air i guess because now i've got all a little bit nervous in case i blow up but you know every week i listen to people fail miserably so how bad could i be
7: that's fair point okay let's play the game here Uh, costing gordon a lot of money drew who do you want to partner up with you got me eddie roberto coop i'll go with eddie that's a bad choice gordon who do you want to partner up with gordon
4: I want to try the Mala Maneuver, so unfortunately it's got to be you, Ben. All right, we're going to win it,
7: Garden. And if we don't win, you're never calling the show again. Okay, Uh, Drew, pick a number one to ten. Number Number
0: one.
7: one. I said Drew, not uh, number one. one. Go ahead there, Eddie, number one. Uh, Let's see. Uh, The clue is Woodland. 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 Golf. No. All right, uh, Gordon. Let's go with uh, how about trees, forest. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Nine nothing, you loser, Garcia. <laughs> yeah, celebrate right. while you can, Gordon. Pick a number two to ten, but obviously uh, two to ten, not one. Obviously, one's gone. Number five. Number five. Uh, let's see. I think this should be easy. Oh. No, don't, don't 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 say that. Uh, let's go with let me see. I don't know if I can I think I can use this one, right?
1: Well, if you uh, don't know then the answer is no.
7: All right. Hold on, let me ask uh, Coop. Fade me down for a second, there I feel like
8: I I feel like that's two words.
7: No, it's not two words.
8: Not in American English. You already the, the, bastardized the, the language, judge has spoken
7: so it's probably good. The judge has spoken.
1: Uh, you
8: know what? No, I just looked it up, it's one word.
7: That's right. Alright, white walls. The judge has changed. White his mind. walls! White walls. White wall. White wall!
4: <laughs> That's an American word, is it? <laughs> Come on, Gordon, white Racist. wall!
5: Racist. White wall! Fence. <laughs> the fence. Oh
6: my god. All right.
1: I have the perfect. Blow, Eddie. The door is open. Holy! The crap. door is open. Ben Holy said, "White cannoli. wall." Uh, I will go the Maller maneuver and say flat.
7: I'm drawing a blank, man. Oh my dear God! Oh there there my go, God, God Eddie! We're part out part of part time. Rubber. Right. We're Rubber. out of time. We're out of time. It was We're tire. higher. Gordon, we win nine nothing. Garcia and Drew get shut out.
2: a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app.
4: Billy Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro.
5: Billy's vocals. It was automatic art.
0: You know, I had to, like, choose a more challenging route than just, like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been, like, easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like,